Scuba Obsessed, the weekly podcast we talk about all things scuba diving, from cool new gear, to places to dive, and scuba in the news. Scuba Obsessed 521 is recorded live January 13th, 2022. back to scuba obsessed i'm darren jilson coming to you from the southwest side of the great state of michigan we're joining me this week we have mac the dive mentor how you doing today mac i'm doing very well it's been a off and on week though hasn't it very snow flurries high winds and then they got warm again yeah I, I drove home last night and it started rain and that makes you nervous when it's snow everywhere and then there's rain coming down you don't know what you're to be sliding on and we also have a guest this week so joining us this week from the ford seahorses we have nick lewinsky how you doing today nick doing well glad to be a part of it well thank you for coming on and i understand that you've got a shipwreck festival once again this year Uh, we do we are returning this year with the 40th great lake shipwreck festival so uh, did you do one last year? No, unfortunately, with COVID, um, we snuck in the 39th in February, uh, 29th of 2020, and then had to take a break for a year. Mm-hmm. And we're happy to be back this year. So what date is the festival going to be this year? It is February 26th, and it is in Livonia. We have moved venues this year. We used to be at the Washtenaw Community College, but that building is under renovation. So we have moved to the Embassy Suites in Livonia, Michigan. Okay. So that's uh, kind of a hotel uh, type of setup where they got conference rooms? Yep. Yep. The hotel with uh, auditoriums, conference rooms, ballrooms, and a large atrium. We do have um, some hotel rooms blocked out for a discounted rate for those who want to come early or if you're traveling from afar. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, where would people find out about those that discounted rate? Is that on your website? It, yep, on GreatLakeShipwreckFestival.org or on Facebook. We post all of our our news and information. You can purchase your tickets on uh, the website, and there's links to uh, the hotel room reservations, information, all of our show presenters, their programs, synopsis, anything you'd like to know about the show is on that page. Let's see. I'm sh- we're showing the website right now. So somebody's on the website. So this, this post you have January 10th is talking a little bit about it. They got some shots of the embassy, embassy suites there. Yep. That is the, uh, where we're holding the, uh, show this year and actually right in that link you can click and um, it'll take you to book your hotel room and if you scroll up you can see there's tabs for tickets and show presentations and anything else you'd like to know mm-hmm. looks like I pretty saturated my internet connection here so here is the, the cart 
Yep. It looks like this year tickets are how much? $25. So they are $25 in advance. They are 30 at the door. 30 at the door. Oh. I take it you've got some guest speakers this year? Yep. We have, like I said, we have 10 different programs. We will be sending out, if you're part of the mailing list, we'll be sending out the program list. But if you look under tickets, or uh, I'm sorry, show, you can see all the different shows and presenters. So we have uh, Rick Mixter returning again this year with uh, his a show about his new book, Bowel Goodbyes. Mm-hmm. Mark Gamage is new to our show um, this year. He'd be talking about the discovery and exploration of the schooner Augustus Handy. Dusty Cliffman, uh, some would know him as Blue Eyes Below, has a uh, very successful YouTube channel. Does a lot of ROV and uh, scuba videoing of wrecks. Dave Trotter, as many of you would probably know, is coming back with a new wreck this year. The Lynches and Chris Roth have a show Icebound. Uh, Kevin McGee will be talking about the, the Windy 8 and how it was found in the wrong lake. Terry Irvine is going to be talking about shipwrecks of the Lake Superior North Shore, the train that is up there, um, I believe the Judge Hart, some of the other ones right there around like the Ganilda. Yitka, uh, Hanakoa, we'll be talking about the Myron, the Miztec, and the Zilla, and the uh, captain, the story of how he ended up on all three of those wrecks that all sank near there in Whitefish Point. Eric Petkovic is going to talk about the U-1105, which is a German U-boat. It's one of 13 of its kind. It had a a stealth um, coating put on its keel and was actually captured after the war, I think, by the British, where they removed a bunch of parts for technology, and then it was given to the U.S. Navy, who then depth-charged it in the Potomac River. And it sits at, I think, 90 feet. And it was found in the 80s. He'll be speaking on that. And then Kevin Ailes will be talking about the pursuit of the porcupine, which was one of Oliver Hazard Perry's ships. Very good. So all, anybody who wants to know more about this, you can go onto the website, greatlakeshipwreckfestival.org. Click on the show yep. link, and it will give you all these. And I see you've got bios for all the guests and then some details on what they're going to be displaying and talking about so, mm-hmm. a lot of good information so worth it just to go and see the guests are you expecting many booths this year um we have about 30 so okay. it varies um some of the presenters they bring books or um one of our presenters is a charter captain or two of our presenters are charter captains actually so they have um they set up charters we have i think two other charter um, boats that will have booths, uh, dive shops have booths. So it's, it's a great time to get out, um, come down, schedule some charters for the year, see what shops have going on, classes or deals or anything like that. And just kind of get ready for what we would call the dive season. I know some people, their season never ends, but everybody really starts diving more in the spring and getting their summer planned out. Yeah. So again, what is that date? so that people remember February 26th February 26th that's not far away at all 
here no, before we know. No, we're yeah, we're only I think five or six weeks out. Yeah. Mac, do you have any questions? Not questions, but uh, anybody out there who has not been there ought to go. Uh, I've been to that program more years than I haven't been. <laughs> and uh, always had a great time. It's also a good meeting place for a lot of people that you haven't seen for a while. Uh, a lot of times I see them there at the, you know, once a year there. Because we don't, you know, not the, a lot of people are in Lake Michigan. And the other people are in Lake Erie, Ontario. So it's a good place to meet people and see all the new stuff. Yeah, it's always great to catch up with the people you haven't seen in the last year or you haven't been able to dive with or, you know, talk to an old instructor, or, you know, organize a boat for the year to go see a certain wreck or whatnot. It's it's always a good time. Yeah, with the pandemic. I'm just curious. They, are they going to have food there? I know they have food at the other place. <laughs> yep. 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 We will have lunch and then there is a, a lounge in the in the hotel. So... There will be. F- well, I do know. I looked up the hotel rooms too. They have a, a nice special for a mini suite, which is not too bad. Cost wasn't bad either. No, no, it's a, it's quite. A, it's actually a really good deal. Yeah, yeah I think the, uh, the I think it's a king two room suite for one hundred twenty nine dollars. Yeah, and so and it gets reasonable if you put ten divers in there, right? <laughs> <laughs> We've all done those charters where it's like five people in a room. <laughs> yeah, well, at least. Yeah, let me. I, yeah, I think we've all been there before. At least for the show, we don't need to worry about hanging up uh, wetsuits and dry suits in the bathroom. Or maybe yeah, I can just imagine. Well, that's it. I can just imagine somebody walking down the hallway, not not knowing about it, and just smelling all the wet gear. Like, what in the heck is going on in there? <laughs> is there a pool? <laughs> Ah, uh, there is a pool. I think there's a pool and a hot tub. That's a self feature right Right. Yeah, I, I think we just we would just suggest that you wait till after the show or the following day before you test any new gear. <laughs> That's a probably a good thing. Yeah, the, the, yeah. yeah. This is not affiliated with a show at all. It's just a coincidence that that happened the next day. <laughs> just, right. <laughs> That's another um, good thing. Diver Down, as you've seen in years past, they're going to be coming back. They do a, okay. re- a regulator raffle with a double hose. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, it's dollar a ticket or $20 for 20 tickets, and you can win a double hose regulator that they went through completely rebuilt. I actually spoke with uh, Jerry just the other day from Diver Down. Mm-hmm. He is The regulator was out getting Cerakoted. And he was hoping to have some pictures of it here in the coming days as after he gets it all assembled. Yeah. What we're, we'll be able to put that up. Yeah, what we're showing here in the stream is the the uh, one from last year. Or was that last yeah. year? Two years ago now. Two years ago now. It, it seemed like we missed a year somewhere. Right. It's still 2020 to a lot of people. Oh, man. But that's always a cool thing that um, we've done with him for the last couple of years. I mean, where else can you get a... Freshly rebuilt double hose regulator for a buck. Yeah, well, that works <laughs> probably nowhere. Right. Yeah, he, he completely goes through and rebuilds them all. So, so have you had uh, good interest with this? 
You, you hear anything indicating that they're going to have a lot of attendance? I think so. I mean, everybody's getting excited to, you know, be able to have the shows again. Um, I know the club in Ohio had their show this year and they had a good attendance. And I, I think everybody's just kind of sick of being cooped up and wants to oh. get out. And Yeah. Well, that's a big job for, for you guys. And uh, I know as a diver on this side of the pond, I really appreciate the efforts because it's a big effort and a lot of, you need a lot of support to get this done and you guys do a good job. Yeah. It takes, it takes the whole club. It really does. There's, yeah. There's a bunch of people behind it. Takes a lot of work. Takes months of work. I mean, oh. once one show ends, we start looking at what we're going to do for the next year. Oh. With, uh, you know, we're still kind of in the middle of COVID. Was it a challenge trying to get the uh, show scheduled? Did you run into anything you didn't anticipate? Well, I mean, it's just whether or not we'll be able to have a show. Um, we're hoping everything holds out. We can continue on. You know, there's there's been talk of trying to do digital shows and the headaches that come with that and everything. And it's just been it's been difficult for the last two years to try to try to do something and, and still be able to put on a show. And we're excited to be able to to have one in person and um, continue on with this being the 40th show. Yeah, we we, we... well, good luck to you guys on that because you deserve all the. The accolades you're going to get, and uh, hope to see you there. Yeah, great. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it. I'm hope hopefully I can make it. That's the show usually ri- uh, lines up with with one of my busy times of the year. Uh, we got I I do robotics. I coach a high school robotics team, and seems to just hit right in the middle of the show season. I used to make all the shows. I remember going with Mac. We would we would hit them all, and. I'll have to see if I can sneak it in. Maybe somebody won't notice. I can I can sit a dummy up in the chair and just kind of go over. Tell them you're doing research for yeah. ROV. There you go. They'll buy that. Water robotics. Yeah, well, they, that's the, the running joke. They keep saying they're going to have a, a water challenge one of these years. Well, thank you very much. Oh, thank you guys for having me. Yeah. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. And we hope it goes well. Uh, if anybody wants to contact anybody with it, you with any questions, uh, where should they go? You can reach out to us on Facebook. That's probably the easiest. Or there is a on the website. There's a contact form, and it sends an email out. Well, let's go ahead. Um, I I didn't know how long this was going to run, and we're probably going to try and edit this one pretty quick. So we'll keep it short. The shorter it is, the quicker I can edit it. And kind of the, yeah. the the running joke is how far behind. I am on these edits. Yeah, you want to get this one out in a hurry because you want to help advertise the uh, program. Yeah. Yep. So we will certainly. My my goal is to get that out this weekend. I think I'll keep the YouTube up, provided I don't do anything naughty on the YouTube, uh, and we can keep that going. Um, but uh, we're not going to do a whole article list, but we do have a couple. Here, so we have the Coast Guard announces a new safety rule after the deadly California boat fire. 
Uh, Coast Guard announced the new safety rules following the deadly blaze that killed dozens of people on a scuba diving boat in California more than two years ago. The Labor Day 2019 fire killed 34 aboard the Conception off Santa Barbara, marked the deadliest marine disaster in modern state history, and led to criminal charges calling for tougher regulations for smaller passenger vessels. Under interim rules that take effect over the next two years, boat owners will be required, among other things, to install fire detection and suppression systems, provide better escapes, and use devices aboard that make sure night watchman is alert and making frequent rounds. An investigation... That now, is this for commercial? Commercial people? Yes. Or everybody? Well, it, it, it said who was not included, which was like car ferries didn't have to... Do the regulation does not apply to car ferries or fishing boats, but uh, charter vessels have to. Uh, okay. yeah, the one thing they said is that you have to have two ways out. So they're looking that you know any of the below deck areas, it can't just be one area out of it. There has to be two. Uh, they they also talked about requirements for batteries that or they made a recommendation that there should be limited number of unsupervised lithium acid batteries. Uh, they also recommended uh, limits on uh, extension cords and outlet strips. Yeah, they said, well, investigators couldn't determine the cause of the fire because the boat burned and sank. They say the blaze started toward the back of the main deck salon where divers had plugged in phones, flashlights, and other items with combustible lithium-ion batteries. After the fire, Coast Guard issued a bulletin recommending a limit on unsupervised onboard use of lithium batteries, extensive use of power strips and extension cords. So what I'm, uh, the one thing that I, I saw in there was they're trying to make... Uh, it to where they can verify somebody's awake. So I'm picturing this is like what security guards do in the night shifts where they have to, you know, take a puck and put it on different sensors as they move around. Uh, you know, it buzzes after so much in activity. But that yeah, my father-in-law used to do that during the summer mm -hmm. vacation. He was a teacher. And they had the punch clocks. You got to go around and they had it far enough around and had to do it in a sequence that ensured you, you're not going to fall asleep on the way around there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even like uh, when I, because I, uh, when I was in the sheriff's department, we'd occasionally help out in the jail, uh, primarily during the, uh, for the Christmas holiday party. We would go work that so they could go party. And uh, that's what you had to do. You had to hit certain sensors at certain times in a certain order. Uh, that way, there was no doubt that somebody was wherever. At certain times. I'll out. Yep. So probably a good idea. Probably, you know, nowadays not that expensive to implement. Well, always take solar cells, put them on the deck, recharge your gear. Mm -hmm. And you don't need those regular battery chargers. Yeah. Well, lithium ions, are, they're not inherently dangerous, but if you overload them, then you do have some sort of problem. So here's one. Let me see if I can get that title to show up. In the feed. A treasure hunter sets sail to find General Grant Gold. Treasure hunter Bill Day sets sail in the bluff on Tuesday afternoon, his fifth expedition to find a General Grant shipwreck and its cargo of gold. Uh, this website is stuff.co.nz. Uh, the General Grant struck the cliffs of Auckland Islands in 1866 and sank with at least 
73 kilograms of gold. Only 10 of the 83 crew and vessel, uh, excuse me, crew and passengers survived the disaster. Life as castaways before they were rescued 18 months later. Since then, there's been at least 30 attempts made to try and locate the wreck and salvage its gold, but no trace has been found despite uh, detailed survivor accounts. Uh, since then, at least... If you found it, would you tell anybody? No. no definitely not. <laughs> and I'm sure in 1866, <laughs> even more so. 73 kilograms, that's quite a, it's a, it's a, quite a haul, but I think I could, you know, uh, ditch my clothes in my sack, rucksack and, uh, load it up and drag it around for a little bit. Uh, the sense that at least 30 attempts are made to try and locate the wreck and salvage this gold, but no traces have been found despite detailed survivor accounts. Um, why do you suppose that is? It's not there anymore. <laughs> That would, that would, yeah, it's, it's, it's not there here. They're showing a handful of coins that were found on other wrecks. Um, there's also one thing in the article. Uh, he says after years of studying historical accounts of disaster, nautical charts and records of other searchers day had, he, uh, day said he had new ideas about where the wreck may be, though he accepted it could have been buried by a, a collapsed cliff. So, I mean, that, that's very well possible. Yeah. As some of this deep sensing technology starts advancing, you, you kind of wonder if you know, it won't be too long. You'll be able to cut a couple probes in the ground and it will go, yeah, it's right there. Well, some bottom profilers, you can buy them. Yeah. But again, you're always talking a little more money. Yeah. Well, for 72 kilograms of gold, I, th I, th I think you might get a return. If that's where it's at. Yeah. If it's there. Yeah. You got you to gotta put it up before you find it. And he said, weather permitting, he could be diving Saturday. But Auckland Island's weather is notoriously bad. I had never heard of that one before, had you? I hadn't. Well, I, and when they said General Grant, I was thinking it was more of a U.S., but it's probably... Yeah, is it I was, a, too. was it a U.S. flagged vessel, did they say? Uh, and what year did it sink? 1866, so about the right time. 18... But see, that's still in the Civil War, though. 1866? No, Civil War was over. Was it over by then? 65. 65, okay. 65. So that's why it's a General Grant. Somebody wanted to ride the wave of his popularity at that point. That would be before he was president, isn't it? Before he made president? Yeah. So there's an article. I can't promise I'm going to have show notes on this one since I, I, I didn't put them in. Maybe I will. We'll see. I've got to really cut down on the editing effort, so... Uh, if somebody wants to make the show notes and send them to me, I'll put them up there. That's going to be, I'm just, I, I, I've got so many episodes edited. People are going to hear this one because we're going to get it up this weekend, but there I've, I've got a dozen done. So just, just need slicing and dicing to get them up. You would think after 500 and some, I'd get, I'd actually get good at this. I think I'm getting worse. Click off of this. Yeah, too many irons in the fire there, buddy. I do. I do. And I keep eliminating some. Uh, plus, I think I'm getting slower or something. I don't know. Well, you get rid of the horses. Then you don't oh, need the barn. Gosh. Then you got plenty of time for diving. See, what I got to do is I got to get the roof on the barn because my wife will support it because her horse is in. But then I get rid of the horses and well, it becomes a big dive gear locker. 
I could I could fit yeah, two or, or three boats in there. I could. Yeah, I got all sorts of stuff. Uh, and that I see Jim has this for sale to get it wet. Oh gosh, I don't that. Did you see it? I, I've been on it, but uh, I didn't. I I heard that he was selling. Um, well, and the, he the the I have the same problem he does. It, uh, it's just a it's a it's heavy to haul. If you're going to be trailering that home and then out to the water, uh, that's a large vessel, and you can do it. But you know your your lighter full size trucks, you really need something a little bit heavier. And uh, I understand that he has got a new vehicle coming if he hasn't already gotten it. Uh, but his boat's probably a little bit big. I mean, what's the bigger the boat, the bigger the gas bill. Well, towing it and putting it yeah, in the water. The more, the more buddies, the more buddies you have with you to help share the cost. Uh, many divers lighten the load. Yeah, yeah. Or they can anyway. Yeah, I, I do not need a boat. I want a boat. I'd love to have a boat, but I don't. I do not need a boat, and I definitely can't afford a boat. So speaking from somebody who owns a boat, the yeah. best thing to do is have friends with a boat. <laughs> I agree. I absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, my uh, my my grandfather uh, owned and managed marinas, and yeah, that is just a it's a big hole of money that a uh, big hole in the water you pour money into. It's a horrible financial decision. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no ROI. I, I've I've looked uh, a dozen different ways. In fact, uh, on Facebook, one of the few times I get on there is there's that. Did anybody follow that uh, the SV Seeker where he's building that boat? Let me see if I can find. I haven't. It. I've I've heard of it. Yeah. Let me see if I can find that. that. It's it's not. If you're going to use the boat all the time, I've got a cousin who fishes like crazy. He basically lives on it, but he doesn't trailer it. Yeah. And a couple of guys I know in Florida the same way. Yeah. I'm, they have access and they use theirs. Yeah, I I got an uncle who uh, has a couple of fishing boats in Sitka, Alaska. Uh. Yeah, cold water. Mm. Sitka, Alaska. He's he's always bragging how it's warmer there than it is here half the time. Sometimes that's true. Yeah. Let me see if I can find that SV Seeker here. I'll get this pulled up. Wearing Facebook online is like one of the most dangerous things you can do. Like you say, the greatest days you have with your boat is the first day you buy it and the first day you stop yeah. it. SV Seeker, this uh, age, uh, he he made a submarine, a wooden submarine. And then he completed that, and then he started making this boat. Let me see if I can find a picture of the boat. He's kind of getting to the end of the construction project. Uh so he's he's kind of morphing the channel into like a welding channel. Okay, here here's here's the boat he made. So a little one made that from scratch. I saw an article the other day on the first submarine built out of wood, powered by oars. And you're talking over a thousand years ago. This is why I don't get on Facebook much. You can get sucked into all these different threads uh, i'm gonna see if we can find a photo <laughs> it's like i haven't, I haven't been on here in a while but i have to give the guy credit for uh 
I'll, I'll come back to it. I'll, I'll if I can find it, we'll we'll do something. Well, Mac, did you have anything you want to plug? Did you want to do your safety story or? Uh, we'll save that for another one. We'll get it so you can edit this and get it out. Yeah, and we'll try and try and do that. And let me see. Let's check in the chat room who I've been kind of ignoring. Uh, Karen was in there uh, talking about the Ford Seahorses show. She says, I love the show. It's one of the first show I went to and haven't missed it since. The Ohio show was also nice. Uh, thank you. Let me see. Do we have anything in Discord before we get out of here? Yes. Good conversations going on in there. So I think that's it. I mean, we'll do the normal plug. If you're enjoying the show, drop on over to our website, which I haven't updated in a long time. Uh, we'll have to, I'll have to get some new content up there. Um, we have patreon.com forward slash scuba obsessed. We're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash scuba obsessed on Twitter at scuba obsessed. A uh, YouTube. Uh, just search for scuba obsessed. You'll find us trying to get the, Numbers up on that as we've been playing around, but uh, we give you know if you're a Patreon supporter, we send you the show notes in advance and then notify you when we got something coming up. Uh, Mac, you have anything you want to plug? Uh, not at this point. We're looking for. I got the word out to some uh, fishermen, ice fishermen, mm -hmm. when they can find anybody that's got six inches of ice, give me a call. We'll get an ice dive in. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, because I, I don't think the last couple of days have been conductive to ice building. No. So, if you're ready. I'm ready. Yeah, so here we go. People are often shocked when they find out I'm a terrible electrician. Yesterday, I heard a woodpecker. You're more worried about me being shocked. <laughs> Yesterday, I heard a woodpecker call me paranoid weirdo in Morse code. <laughs> a tub of margarine fell on my foot three weeks ago, and it still hurts. I can't believe it's not better. <laughs> yeah, no. I've got one more, but this one's probably going to get us uh, on the naughty list. Go for it. Okay. Sixth grade science teacher, Mrs. Parks, asks her class, what human body part increases 10 times its size when stimulated? No one answered until Mary stood up and said, you shouldn't be asking sixth graders a question like that. I'm going to tell my parents and they will go and tell the principal and they will fire you. Mrs. Parks ignored her and asked the question again, which body part increases 10 times its size when stimulated? Little Mary's mouth fell open, and then she went around to the nearest point. This is going to get her in big trouble. The teacher continued to ignore her and said, class, anybody? Finally, Bill stood up, looked around nervously, and said, the body part that increases 10 times in size when stimulated is the pupil of the eye. Mrs. Park said, very good, Billy. Then turned to Mary and concluded, as for you, young lady, I have three things to say. One, you have a dirty mind. Two, you didn't read your homework. And three, one day, you're going to be very, very disappointed. <laughs> okay that was good <laughs> that was that was karen who gave us that one so thank you karen 
Yep. <laughs> Ten times. Wow. Who knew? Well, everybody did, didn't they? Yeah. So on that note, go out there and get wet. And stay safe. <laughs>